Hey, what's going mm-hmm. on, family? Welcome to the Finance Bro, where we have real conversations with real people about money. For my first guest on the show, I have no other than my brother, Andre Truss. I'm going to let him introduce himself to you guys. I'm very excited to have him here. We're about to have a great conversation, as we always do, and I look forward to you guys learning something today. All right, so Andre, please introduce yourself. Um, First of all, I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you for having me. Uh, I know this is your first show. Uh, you know, when, when you're embarking on this journey, it kind of gets, you know, kind of crazy. So I do feel very special. I feel honored that you're willing to have me as the first guest. Um, but but like Eric was saying, pretty much uh, we ended up going to school together. I'm a graduate from the United States Naval Academy. I ended up joining the Marine Corps. I served as a Marine Corps officer, aviation supply for about five years. Uh, while I was in, I ended up, you know, doing a couple things. I ended up starting a real estate company, a mortgage company. Most recently, I started a, uh, a restaurant here in Jacksonville, North Carolina, looking to expand that branch and start getting us into different locations, potentially Riley, Charlotte, a couple more areas looking to, you know, build out our, our brand a lot more. So um, serial entrepreneur, I've been doing this since I was like, as long as I can remember, probably 13 or 14, even, even earlier, selling candy in school and doing things like that. Um, big on finances, big on money. So I love to have these conversations. So when Eric was telling me that, you know, he wanted to do the show and he was getting ready to branch out and have different conversations with different people about like real money habits. Absolutely. I was all for it. I'm ready to rock. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited, bro. How you feeling about it? You know, I'm excited. And, um, you know, before we push forward, one of the things is I also want to mention that Andre Trust is my line brother. He is a member of the Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you know, with this show, along with it being a show that's based on finance, I also wanted to make it comfortable for people who are in the Divine Nine and also our family and our friends who come and listen to these things. Because I think there's a lot of things that are shown about the Divine Nine that doesn't really reflect things that people like me and Andre do and the people, other people that will be on this show. So this is a time to highlight that, hey, these people are part of these organizations and they're doing amazing things. And I'm, I want to be able to highlight that. So without further ado, me and Andre typically have great conversations. Uh, a lot of them, whether it's a debate or sometimes we may agree, most of the times it's a debate, but we've had many topics on the topic of money. And so I want to open the floor to Andre so we can start talking about money and his thoughts around money, because he does have an interesting perspective when it comes to money. And a lot of people don't think that way. And um, it's actually helped me kind of change the way I think about some things. And I think I may have, you know, been able to add an inkling of some changes in the way he thinks about (laughs) some things as well. So I can't wait for him to share his thoughts with you guys. And, you know, the conversation to be good. So go ahead, brother. Um, it's, it's tough to kind of jump in and really kind of come from a standpoint of like how I just view money. I guess if I had to kind of sum it up, I have like this feeling that like money is everywhere. Right. So I always talk about like, you know, I I view money as like an abundant resource and not just like something that's fly by night. So that's something that I realized when I was younger, everyone that I was, I grew up in an impoverished neighborhood uh, tough background, you know, just similar story to many other people. But I started asking questions at an early age to kind of figure out, okay, what's the real problem here? Because money can't be the issue. I've studied money. I was a, a quantitative economics major in college. And, you know, I did pretty well in that. And and I understand money. But when I was younger, I didn't understand what the difficulty was. Mm. Right. And I, and I always felt like it was user error versus 
versus there being a lack of money, I felt like it was a lack of knowledge of like what money really is, right? So if you if you don't understand that there's tons of money out there, then you're going to act like there's not a lot of money out there. Right. So once I realized, you know, that was one of my major things was how much money is available? Let's ask that question. I've never heard anybody ask that question before, mm -hmm. right? And not, and not in a sense of like, legitimately to the dollar, like how much money is available, but more so just like, it, what types of money are there, right? So there's people out here making $20 billion a year, yeah. right? So if, if a person can make $20 billion a year, that means that there has to be more money than that that's out in the market. I think we can, do you feel like that's fair, Eric? I, I agree with that. Right, so if somebody's able to make $20 billion, there has to be more than $20 billion available for them to make that $20 billion. Absolutely. Well, if there's a top 400 list of a bunch of people making billions of dollars a year, then once again, there has to be a fair assessment that there's more than $100 billion that's available, right? right? So I had, to, I had to start thinking about it in that sense. So if there's $100 billion available, just, just say low ball end, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously it's more, but let's just say $100 billion. Who's to say I can't get whatever dollar value it is for me to live a very comfortable life. That's all, that's all wrapped in a limited belief, right? So I, I like to say that that's a scarcity mindset versus an abundance mindset. So if I had to kind of boil that up, E, to something that I think, you know, kind of sums up how I think about money, I think of it as an abundant resource that's available everywhere. You just have to go get it and look for it and know how to look for it. Right? I, I think that might answer the question. So an abundance of money is kind of what we're getting at. It's like there is an abundance of money. You just have to be able to ask the right questions and seek seek out the right things in order to kind of put you in the position to get see. To like ask ask the right questions and be able to seek it out. Right. Mm -hmm. That that's something that you know is very pivotal. A lot of people don't do that. Right. It's automatic. Right. Kind of kind of because you know I've I've worked with tons of business clients, so I do business coaching as well. Uh, e does more personal finance. I do more business building and, 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 and broadening of, you know, their business spectrum. Mm -hmm. So from my standpoint, a lot of what I see is always more so rooted in habits that they have that come from, you know, parents or come from mm -hmm. somewhere that they, they're not able to explain why they have that habit. Mm -hmm. So like example, right. I'm not a big fan of saving. I don't believe in saving. I just don't. Right. <laughs> Obviously ease into personal finance. So there's points in your life where saving is, is a, a must, right? I definitely get that. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. I'm at a different place in my life financially than a lot of people are. I feel very blessed about it. And, and I really do appreciate that. However, I just, for me, that's a part, I guess that's a part of the philosophy, right? Like, I don't really, I don't really believe in saving money because like, what are you, what are you saving it for? Right. Money needs to, I believe that money needs to always be working for you. Like no matter what, like it needs to have a job. So if your money doesn't have a job, then you basically have unemployed dollars in your account. Right. And we can get fancy and we could talk about inflation rates right now. What is inflation, bro? Like 7.5%. Yeah. Somewhere between 7.2 and 7.5. Yeah, so, right, so we're talking about if your money is sitting in the bank account at 0 0.01 or even let's say 1%, you're losing, your money is losing value at 6.5% a year. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't make any sense to me. Now, obviously, there, there's goals and stuff like that, like you're saving for a specific goal. Like I get that, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but I, I more so believe that there needs to be a base of how people formulate their lives. So matter of fact, I'll, I'll jump into that. I think, I think that might be good for them. For them okay. to eat. Um, so I believe that there needs to be a structure to things that matter to you, right? So time is the most important resource. Money is cool. Money's awesome. But the real W or the real win in your life is going to be tied to the amount of time that you have available to do the things that you actually care about. Mm. A lot of people don't, don't add that in. So whenever I, whenever I speak to people, they'll tell me, you know, hey, I need more money. Their natural instinct is, let me just go get a second job. Right? And a second job only serves one purpose, which is to take away more time. But the ultimate goal is to have more time. So it's a cat 22 of like, you're making more money, but you have less time, which is the real abundant resource. Mm. Right? So, so if you don't have any time, then what's the point of having money? It just doesn't really, it doesn't really equate. Yeah. And a lot of people go through their lives, not realizing that until it's too late. So in Ia tell you, the way that I formulate my life is I only spend money on things that give me time back. Mm-hmm. So where a lot of people would look at like example, right? Like I, this is my favorite one. I beat E up about this all the time. <laughs> he, he knows exactly what I'm going to say. He beats me up on it. And we could go back and forth on, on this and I'll get your opinion now uh, to see how you feel about it. But so I joke around because E is super good with his money. Right. As much as we play around, he's super phenomenal, knows how to handle money, is a very good manager of money. So as much as we joke around, like, let's not forget that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but one of the things that he likes to do is he likes to do things himself and then pay himself for having done it. Example, like he's a phenomenal barber. He cuts my hair. He cuts his hair. He cuts a bunch of us. Right. So we pay E for the for the barber services, not because he needs the barber services, but something that he really loves doing. So if he can make a dollar while doing it and then pay himself for cutting his own air, then, you know, over years, it kind of compounds and adds up. Right. Mm-hmm. Another thing is like mowing the lawn, right? <laughs> you knew it was coming. I had to, so I will never mow a lawn. Right. And it's not, it's by no means to be disrespectful or rude or, Hey, saying that mowing the lawn is negative. Right. But I view, I view time as the ultimate currency. It's having a full 24 hours to yourself every day is like being a billionaire in my, in my eyes, how I view it. I'd rather have 24 hours with my bills unencumbered and no issues than be a billionaire and have no time to myself and be owed to everyone else. And that's, that's mm-hmm. true to my nature. Anybody being around me could tell you that. And that's a stone cold fact, mm-hmm. right? But the issue is, is that many people don't understand how, how much time that adds up to over a lifetime, right? So mowing the lawn on a Saturday for four to five hours might not seem that much because it's four to five hours in that moment, but four to five hours over a lifetime adds up to years of your life gone to mowing the lawn. That's, that's facts. Right. So that's just one of, one of the things that comes into play. So for me, every chance I get, I don't buy fancy things. I don't, I don't do that. What I do is I spend money on, on having other individuals help me with tasks that take away my time. So I don't mow the lawn. I have somebody who does my meal prep services for me. Um, you know, my dry cleaning, I have somebody that comes and picks it up and does it. And, and, and for me, it's all about getting my time back and tying that to being able to go make more money. Because like I was saying earlier, 
money is everywhere. But if you have the time to think about it, then it's impossible to not find it. Yeah. The issue is, is that we spend so much time being caught up in everything else that we never actually get a chance to just sit and think about what money is, how it's made, the cycle of money, where does money come from? Like, you know, is, is, it, is it easy to get it? Is it not easy to get it? What matters to me? Like, do I actually need to live in this ridiculously nice place if I'm not making that much? Like, it's certain things like that. I, I know I've been rambling at you. No, but you, um, but you know, I get riled up on this. Hey, but you, you hit on a good point, right? Which I want to kind of want to bring up real quick is because there's a separation, right? So one of the things that you mentioned that I really like is that when you pay to outsource these services, it's not just to sit around and do nothing. You take that time that you got back and you utilize that to create another asset for yourself or another, in, basically like you always say IPAs, right? Or income producing activities. So you mm-hmm. find a way to make that time valuable towards you, which I think um, for many people, they have to learn to make that distinction, which can be hard sometimes because it's it's very difficult for some people, you know, when they're trying to figure this thing out to be like, hey, you know, well, I'm not going to cut the grass. Well, I saved myself four hours, but uh, I'm going to go out to lunch today. I'm going to go to happy hour and just spend bread, right? As opposed mm-hmm. to a person that's like, hey, I got this four or five hours back. I'm going to go do this planning and make some phone calls and make some things happen and see what I can get pushing forward to get me where I want to be wherever it may be financially. Right. And I think yeah. that's a, a, an extremely important point, right? Because you can do, you can have the same action and produce two completely different results if you don't stay on track. So I think that was a good point. So I'll flip this back on you, right? Obviously you work with tons of clients in personal finance. Mm-hmm. So would you say that you feel like, how do you feel about how people view money? Do you feel like more people view money as a scarce item or that it's actually very abundant and available to them? Oh, I, scarcity. They Most people see it as a scarce item that can, can't be collected. Like I, which, which is tough because it's like, the, the sad part about that is that that's false. Mm-hmm. Right? It's statistically false. It's like economically false. Like there's tons of, there's tons of data and, you know, statistical points that I say that that's not true. Mm-hmm. The issue is, is it comes from, our learning in our background, right? I always say this too, and you'll hear me. I don't take advice from anyone who hasn't done what, I, what I'm trying to do, mm-hmm. right? So if you don't have $10,000 in your bank account, I'm not going to listen to you tell me how to make $10,000. Mm-hmm. If you don't have $100,000 in your bank account, I'm not going to listen to you tell me how to make $100,000. If you don't have a million dollars in your bank account, I'm not going to listen to you tell me how to make a million dollars. It's just, but the sad part about it is that I got my advice from it, it was a it was it was a weird sense, bro. Because picture this, right? So my mom was always big into saving, mm-hmm. right? I love my mom to death, but she knows me. I'm not taking financial advice from her. Yeah, right. And it's not to be rude or disrespectful. Is that's not what my mom does. Yeah, my mom was a great leader. She showed me how to maneuver. She showed me how to be a stand up guy. She told me about principles and values, but finances wasn't her strong point. So because it wasn't her strong point, I had to go find other people that understood money. Right. For me, it, I was limited to the people in my neighborhood and limited in the people in my neighborhood had no resources. Mm-hmm. So they were telling me like, hey, money is, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. <clears throat> money does grow on trees. Money is very abundantly just falling from the skies. The issue is, is when you speak to people who understand that their conversation is completely different. Yeah. Right. It isn't, oh, we can't have that because of X. 
it's like, hey, what have you done to set yourself up to have an asset that pays for that? It's very different. Mm-hmm. It's a very different conversation. So I remember, you know, I got my mentor, Brian, when I was about 16. You know, just luck of the draw, just to be completely honest. I won't act like I had a plan there. Complete yeah. luck of the draw. Took a liking to me and just wanted to mentor me. And then, you know, I don't know how God works, but I appreciate it. Hey, that's a blessing. And I remember speaking to Brian and he was kind of like, I remember just being one day I'm going to be a millionaire. Brian was like, he kind of looked at me as though like a millionaire, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty basic, bro. But like coming from where we come from, it's like being a millionaire almost seems like impossible. Yes. Right. It, It literally seems impossible. And it seems impossible because most people don't understand that being a millionaire is a mathematical equation. Right. Once you start to boil it down to a mathematical equation, everything becomes more simple. So if we're talking about, you know, what what is a million dollars? You could put six thousand dollars into and which I'm I'm not a fan of IRAs and stuff like that. But I'll just I'll use that as an example. You put six thousand into an IRA. When your kid is zero. By the time they're 30, that'd be a million dollars. If you add a hundred dollars to it a year, I mean a month, that'd be a million dollars, bro. By the time they're thirty, so like even generational wealth, like you can you can switch their life for six thousand dollars and a hundred dollars a month. Yeah, but it's like that's that's a mathematical equation that we don't get put out there a lot, or you get deemed like you know that's one of the things that we'll talk about too is like when you're intelligent with this stuff, you almost get alienated. Mm. Because I remember going back and speaking to everybody. I'm like, hey, money is abundant. And they're like, oh, stop with the manifestation stuff. I'm like, hey, I do believe in manifestation. Absolutely. But it's, it's not manifestation. It's, it's, it's a mathematical equation. Like, what is a high-income skill? Coding? Then you need to go code, bro. Yeah. It's, it's that simple. Like, there, there isn't anything around it. You need to go code. Get your, get your money up to a point where you're able to actually, you know, turn some stuff over or organize yourself in a way that you're good. And then now you can plan when you have a base. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by money is abundant. When you stop looking at money for, you know, I need sneakers or I need, you know, or I need like the fanciest car. Life is actually really cheap. Uh, yeah, facts. It is. You know, life is ridiculously cheap. It's just a matter of nobody knows their numbers. And everybody feels like they're, they're in a predicament where they can't get more, but you can't get more because you're not putting yourself in a predicament to have a high paying skill. That's just the way money is made a high paying skill, whether that's sales, marketing, coding, um, it, you know, wherever the world is trending to, even like I started in real estate agency. Yeah. Right. Some of these commission checks are seven to $20,000 a check. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's a ridiculous amount of money. Some people don't make $20,000 in a year. Nah, yeah. And one check can be seven to $20,000, depending on where you're at, right? And it's, and it's more so about asking questions. And, you know, sometimes I'll come off because um, I'm pretty straightforward. Obviously, you know me, I'm, I'm kind of blunt. Yeah. But I don't like to lie to people. That's not, that's not my thing. I'm never going to sugarcoat it, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of the problems that you're facing is, is, is in your hands. So the first step is stop feeling like money is not reserved for you. Money is, money is reserved for everyone. Everyone can have money. The issue is, is having a steadfast plan, being organized and understanding what's true to you. Right? Do, do you feel like I'm off base? You, you normally have a rebuttal for me. What you got today? 
No, I actually, I agree wholeheartedly with everything you're saying right now, you know, because one of the things that I emphasize, especially with working with clients is the basis. You got to have a plan, you know, and a lot of people jump into it without knowing where they want to go. And I think that causes a lot of the problems and that because they get so overwhelmed because there's, I mean, like you said, it's abundant. You can literally pick any direction, but like you brought up with real estate. I remember in 20, what was that? 2016, when you hit me up, I was in uh, Okinawa and you were like, Hey bro, I'm starting real estate. And me, once again, I know anything about it. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like not realizing the gold mine that you had just stepped on. Right. But that's because we never <laughs> been introduced to that, you know, on mm-hmm. that side. So it's once again, the only reason you find, you know, you sought out the questions and found the answers, right? And now look at it. You did it. Now everybody's coming around like, hey, real estate, right? You know, so it it, it gets very difficult very quickly if you don't have a plan and you don't know what you, you do. And I know, you know, you talk about, you spoke about too, along with that, um, you know, placing value on what matters to you and nobody else. Because I personally think, you know, especially from when I'm working with clients and things that a lot of people with finances are kind of held back mentally because they're trying to compare mm-hmm. themselves or live the lives that someone else is living. And I don't know if you can personally speak about that or you have anything for that, but I, I do think that that's a, a huge thing because when you're trying to live to be someone else, you don't know what makes you happy. So even if you get what they have, you still may not be happy in the, you know, at the end of the day. I think, I think you're spot on. That was something I struggled with. Right. So I didn't even know that there's brackets, right? So there there's so obviously there's brackets, but I didn't know that there's like, real like statistical brackets mm-hmm. so in the in the age brackets of like 28 to 30 i'm considered a like all-star performer for my age mm-hmm. right like net worth wise i'm super ahead of a lot of people and i just don't i didn't feel ahead i was like oh my gosh you know i feel like i'm behind but then that's because i was comparing myself to everyone else so my mentor he actually just like lost it on me one day we were talking and I'm like, Hey man, like, here's my net worth. I'm so close to, you know, the goals that he and I, you know, I'm, I'm comparing myself to a, you know, a 58 year old white male. Yeah. And I, at the time I think I was 26. So I'm like, Hey, I'm super close to the number. Oh my God. I can't wait for this. And he's like, yo, Andre, shut up, bro. Shut <laughs> up. Shut up. You don't even, you haven't even analyzed yourself. You probably been past the number that you needed to never work again. Yeah. And, and bro, for me, based off like everything I need, 60 to 70,000 a year, I'm good. I don't have any debt. Like now let, let me rephrase this, right? I don't have any debt. I own everything. Um, I've, I've been pretty good with money. So I'm not in any type of debt in any type of way. I don't have student loans. I don't have credit card debt. I don't have, you know, uh, a car payment. I don't have anything of those nature. I just own everything. So, you know, 60 to 70 with ownership of everything is similar to maybe 120 a year, 130 a year, you know, so making 60 to 70 passively, I can, I can live for the rest of my life, you know, without an issue. And that's with a family, um, you know, with organization. And in my mind, I always thought like, you know, I need 700,000 a year at the minimum. You're with you. At the minimum, right? And it's like, why? Why do you need that number? Mm-hmm. Right? So that's what I mean by like life is, is really abundant, but a lot of people don't live their lives. So once I started living my lives, and, and obviously you're my LB, my best friend and a brother of mine. So we've been living our lives together and, and a lot of this journey we've done together. But think about how our lives have changed once we 
detached from, you know, the materialistic values of life and focus more on like what matters to us. It That's been a, a huge change. It's, it, it's been a life changer. Yeah. Right? It's like, I feel a lot less stressed. I don't work as much as I used to. I used to be logging 18 hour days comfortably for five years. Like sleeping like four hours a night and which was just super unnecessary. Now I appreciate that, that point in my life. It definitely got me ahead, but it also made me realize how fickle a lot of this stuff is. Mm-hmm. So really what I'm trying to get a point across to people is you need to take some time to understand what matters to you and then go live abundantly in that. Right. So I'm a, I'm a tried and true minimalist. I know that's become a thing recently, but I've been into minimalism since I believe 2013. It's been something that I study like religiously. Mm-hmm. Right. And minimalism, people mistake that for like just not needing anything. That's actually false, right? Minimalism is like the act or, you know, the act of living in only what matters to you. Mm. Only what matters to you. So I might not go get a pair of Gucci's because I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if you have them on. I don't care who has them on. I just don't care. Yeah. yeah. Right? I don't care about fancy cars. I don't, I just don't care. But for me, I care about experiences. Yeah. So Eric could tell you that I'm quick to I'm quick to spend some dollars on an experience like, <laughs> hey, let's take a trip here and stay in the nicest of hotels and d- do it correctly. I, I spend money on that because that matters to me. Mm-hmm. I spend money on books because that matters to me. I spend money on myself in terms of like courses. And, you know, I spend, you know, upwards of 30 to 50 thousand dollars on courses just on personal knowledge. Right. Because that matter that matters to me. So what I'm saying is I want people to really just start living in what matters to them. And that's what creates the abundance. That's when you realize that you don't need $10,000 a month. You might only really need three. Mm. But by doing, but by getting that 3000 a month, it allows you to then unlock what you want to do, which allows you to make 60000 a month. Mm-hmm. Because when you become good at something, when you become skilled at something, that allows you to make money abundantly. Like I had, um, I had one of my clients, bro. He reached out to me, him and his wife were like, they're both killers doing extremely well. And I think his wife had like 300,000 in student, student debt. Mm. And they were paying that student debt down aggressively. I mean, like not going out, not eating anything, like just each month, like putting like $20,000 towards. Mm. And I'm like, and then I had a combo with him. I say, bro, like, why are you doing that? He was like, yeah, once we get rid of the loan, you know, each month our bill is like $2,000 you know, uh, but we're paying 20 towards it and we're trying to cut it in half or whatever, cut the time. I said, bro, the amount of time and energy that you guys are putting into that, you could build a real estate portfolio. You can build a business. You can buy another existing business. You can do all of these things that just pays the 2000 each month. Yeah. And now it's like the 2000 is all is already taken care of. And now you're technically debt free because you have an asset that's in longevity going to pay for the thing. Yeah, that's that's another idea. combo for another day. I we talk about um you know tying assets to things, you know like this house pays for this car, mm-hmm. you know this you know this rental property pays for the house that I live in. Mm-hmm. Right, this node I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna go. <laughs> yeah, don't do don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know this node pays for all of my trips for the year. Um, credit card points. All oh, there's so there's so much ways to win. I really what I'm trying to do is I, I want to spark the conversation. I want people to listen to this message, and I want them to take away two things from it. Either they're gonna say Andre's a jerk, mm-hmm. I don't like that guy, 
or they're going to say, hey, man, he, he really has a point. Like, I have kind of just been looking at, like, how are you going to, I don't think anyone can ever name anyone who saved their way to a million dollars. I'd be willing to bet, I'd, I'd be willing to bet a large sum of money on it that you cannot tell me that there's a paid person who saved their way to a million dollars or saved their way to X because the numbers just don't add up. So what, what do you think is the starting salary coming out of coming out of college? Mm, depend like for just like an average salary. Yeah. Maybe about 28, 30. All right. So let's say, let's say 30, but let's just bump it up. Let's go 45, 45. Oh yeah. 45. Yeah. So 45 coming out of college with a college degree in something that is applicable. Mm -hmm. 45,000. Let's say after taxes, they get 38. Okay. Right. So I don't know what 38 equates to each month, but 3,000, a little yeah, bit less than, a little, little bit over 3,000, like 32. 3,300. Yeah. All right. So let's say 3,200 a month. What's the average rent? I mean, in North Carolina, it was probably about 1,000. So take 1,000 off that. So 3,200 minus 1,000. We're at what? 2,200 now, right? Most people come out with student loans. I don't. I don't know. I know you. You're more versed than that. Yeah, what, what do you think is the average student loan monthly payment? Six hundred a month. Mm -hmm. So now they're at twenty two. So minus six hundred is what thirty six. I mean, um, sixteen hundred. Yeah. So now they're at sixteen hundred, right? Car payment, four hundred. Mm -hmm. So now they are twelve hundred. Mm -hmm. Miscellaneous. Gotten to living grocery. Just living, utilities. right? So let's just say another six hundred dollars. So now we're down to $600 remaining. 600 times 12 is $3,600. A million divided by $3,600 is you're never going to get there. <laughs> I, it is. That's true. You see what I'm saying? Right? So the only way to get ahead financially is to start realizing that money is abundant. Yes, but you have to go take it. It's, it's not just available. Right? That's the nonsense. That's when it's like, oh, just believe of money and to come to you. That's that's all cap. That's not real. That's not. That's all lies. Right. It becomes a matter of you have to make a, a decision to say that there is so much money out there. I refuse to not get a piece of the pie. Mm. And every person that I know that has made that transition from thinking like, oh, I just got to, you know, save and scrape by and I, we just got to make it by. Versus. The people who have like, all right, you know what? Scraping by is not going to work for me. I don't like that. So I got to, I got to either get a high income producing skill. Like let, let's run that. Let's run that scenario back on a high producing skill. So um, I think Facebook coders right now are starting at like 180. Okay. So let's say 180, but let's take 50,000 in taxes. Mm -hmm. They're at 130. But let's run that same exact scenario, right? The same exact scenario, the same exact numbers, right? Mm -hmm. So 130,000, let's just say 100, 144,000 just to make it easier. So that's 12,000 a month. Mm -hmm. Minus that same 3,200 from earlier, which is now 8,800 8, a month. Mm -hmm. Now they have 8,800 a month in excess. 8,800 times 12 is a little bit over a hundred thousand that can be saved. That can be saved. So now if you're getting a hundred thousand pocketed a year for 10 years, that's a million dollars. You're done after 10 instead of 
hoping to get to 1 million after 45 years. Yeah. It's completely, it's a whole different process. That's not even talking about if they invest the money, they could be done in five, which is what I did. High, you know, high income producing skill while working my job, while building out my businesses for five years. And now I'm done. Yeah. Right. So, so that should be the thought process, but that's because I realized that, yo, real estate is a billion dollar in like $20 billion industry. I can't get 0.0001% of that. Right. Just a piece. You see what I'm saying? Right. So that, that's, I think that's a majority of my, you know, I'll, I'll jump off the soapbox, but you know, I get riled up with this because I, I do, obviously you and I both believe in people a lot and, and, and we care about, you know, what they're learning and the journey that they're facing and life is difficult. Yeah. Right. So, but we're never going to throw, what we're never going to do is throw a pity party and say, you know, life is only difficult for you or life is only difficult for X because every person, you know, statistically showing that has decided to pull herself up by their bootstraps has made it in one way, shape, form or another. Right. Right. So it's, you know, I just want to get people out of that scarcity mindset, man. There's so much money out there. How can Elon Musk lose $60 billion, right? Think about that. There's a dude who just lost $60 billion and it's still okay. And, and went on without his life. That's the crazy part. And went on about his life. And went on about his life. It's just how we view money. Uh, so many times, man, and, and you know, you know, it's like, and, and, and now don't get me wrong, right? Things like that might matter to people. Mm-hmm. Like, getting a fancy car might matter to them. Getting, like, might really deeply matter to them to have the best Jordans because they like sneaker collecting. Yeah. But at least do it for money. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, there has to be a sense of, like, I'm going to do whatever I really like doing for money. I love real estate. So I did it for money. Yeah. I was intimate with the mortgage process because I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to know how to forever get, forever get deals done. So I'm like, you know, let me start a mortgage brokerage so that I know exactly what a mortgage loan is supposed to look like to the, to the T. So whenever I want to go get a loan, I just pre-approve myself mentally and then I send it in. Yeah. Right. I, I love like, you know, uh, uh, coaching people. So coaching business, right. There needs to be something that like puts us out there because if you don't, man, it's, it's such a difficult life. I, that scenario I ran earlier, man, with somebody making 3,200 a month is like, you have $600 in excess times 12, that's $7,200 a year times 10. That's $72,000 in 10 years. The average down payment on our house is 20 to $30,000. Mm-hmm. Right. What are we even talking about? You're never going to have any money. Yeah. And, and the trick to the trait is learning that as early as possible. Learning that when you're 18, that if you do a full sprint, until you're 25, you can actually never work again. Yeah, you know, it's with making the right decisions, you know. And, yeah. And, I mean, I think a lot of that feeds into – it keeps going back to it, but, you know, seeking the answers, having mentors, and you know. But we've seen something a lot, too, from the um, opposite side of the spectrum where you kind of provide the information to people and they just don't receive it. You know, yeah. Like, they, they, don't, they don't want to use it but then you hear them go back and complain about the same thing you just gave them the answer to. So it's like, it's, a, why do you think that is? You know, that's a, 
it's a difficult question. I, I I've been I've been trying to figure that one out for a while. You know, and I I don't I don't know if it's necessarily just one answer for everyone, mm-hmm. but you know, I if I'm speaking my mind, you know, I think I think some people just like living in a in a manner where they feel like they have to complain. I, I would I would agree. I, I think I think I think once people realize that accountability is a thing, if they take accountability to themselves, then they have to relinquish the accountability to the world. Mm-hmm. Right. So for me, I think everything is my fault. I don't care what it is. Yeah, and you know, if I'm broke, that's my fault. If if I'm broke, that's my fault. If I don't, if I'm not living in a place that I want to live, it's my fault, right? Because, you know, uh, and I'll leave it on this, right? A lot of people get don't like when I say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be me if I don't, right? So I have a motto. Mm-hmm. People are like, "Hey, we all get the same 24." False. We don't get the same 24, right? You get your base 24 hours and as many hours you can pay for. Mm. As many hours as you can pay for. So you can't be angry at Jeff Bezos who can pay for a trillion hours of labor. But the thing is like, that's not limited. Like I'll have people too. This is my favorite one, right? I had this young lady called me bougie the other day. Cause I told her I have like a, you know, sometimes I'll have a cleaner just come by and clean the house. And she's like, oh, you don't clean it yourself? I said, I clean my house. My house is clean. But I'm also like, I don't really like germs and dirt like that. So I want a professional cleaner to come, you know, every once in a while and come really do a deep, like they're focused on just cleaning all day. Yeah. She was like, you know, oh, that's bougie. You know, you must have too much money. And I looked down at her feet and I'm like, okay, how much were your Jordans? It wasn't Jordan's. It was Yeezy's. She had, she had like the Yeezy. Uh, it was like Yeezy something. I said, how much are your Yeezy's? She's like, oh, 450 I said, my clean costs $200. You just associated, and this is what I mean by like the mental, right? Yeah. She just associated the fact that I said cleaner on my behalf as I must be playing this cleaner $30,000 a month to come like just wait on me hand and foot. Nah, it's a yeah, service nah. that cost me $200. Just like your Yeezy Zoom, whatever X, Y, and Z's cost you $450. The difference is, is that I'm not going, I'm not going to be cleaning this house with my flip-flop phone. <laughs> but you are cleaning your house with your Yeezys on. It's a choice. Yeah, it is. Right? And you have the motto. I, I can't, I don't want to butcher it, but you say it all the time. Um, you, you know, every day you wake up. Oh, you, every you day get, you wake up, you got a chance and a choice. A chance and a choice, man. Yeah. So how can, and that's why I'm glad, right? This I'm, I'm, you know, obviously I have my show, which is more so business, mm-hmm. business oriented. Um, I've been dying for you to start up your show. Cause you know, it, it's finances help, you know, putting people on a business showing a lot of stuff, but these conversations are valuable, but we can't beat ourselves up if people don't take the information. No. Yes. And I've been starting, I've been starting to be more open with myself. Cause I used to beat myself up a lot, man. It's like, you know, a part of it is you start doing well and, you know, the automatic complaint is, oh, they, they started doing well and they forgot where they came from. No, nah, that's not the case. It's just that, like, I also know that I logged 18 hour days for five straight years working 
multiple jobs while working, like building out multiple businesses, like literally gain 50 pounds, just like overweight and unhealthy, trying to get somewhere ahead because I didn't want to be trapped in the, in, in the cycle of where I was at. So if you're not willing to do that, then success will never be okay for you. You will never have it. So I had to start being okay with that because people used to try to make us feel bad. All these, you know, we've had these conversations. Yeah. But, you know, trying to make us feel bad about those things. But that's not the case, man. Like money is abundant. And, and that's the that's the topic of this episode. I think that's where it kind of morphed into. Yeah. You know, m- money is abundant and it's going to forever be abundant. And I'm always going to view it that way. And I'm never going to view it as a scarce resource that I can't get or that is not, you know, readily available for all of my friends and family and people who care enough to listen. I wish I could drop the mic on that one. <laughs> hey, absolutely. And you know, one last thing, cause you, you know, you, you kind of hit on it and you said it without saying it, but at the end of the day, what, especially when it comes to your money, there's going to be some type of sacrifice. You heard the sacrifice that, that he had to make to get where he is. Right. And I think a lot of times people want to get the glory without the sacrifice. They want to keep being able to go out every week and they want to keep buying Yeezys and, and Gucci belts and Gucci flip-flops, but they also want to continue to ascend to higher levels of financial freedom, but the two don't work together. You can't continue spending money on things that are losing their value as soon as you put them on or as soon as you Mm -hmm. get in and drive away and expect to increase your value in your bank account. You know what I'm saying? Hold on. I don't know how much time you, I'm going to share. I'm going to share one story. This is going to be my, my ending story. I promise. All right. Right. So I had a big deal that I was making about a year ago. Right. Required a lot of capital. So what I did was I hit my line, brother, Eric. I said, Hey bro, I'm about to be making a real big play. I need your couch. I liquidated everything. And I slept on his couch to make sure that like that play, I didn't miss my opportunity. Right. But I know so many people who's like, give up my apartment, sleep on a couch to do what? No. Now that play paid all the way off (laughs) and life changed forever. Right. Because it's like, I saw my opportunity and I was not going to lose that opportunity. And I wanted every single dollar that I had available to be put into that play. So what, Hey, and then once again, my line brother, I love him to death. He's like finding people who you care about. I say, Hey bro, I got to stay on your couch. And on top of that, I got to stay on your couch for free. And I'm going to eat your, I'm going to eat in your fridge for free, bro. <laughs> and he said, okay, like, what's up? I said, here's the play that I'm trying to make, bro. I need every dollar to go towards this. This is a 110% home home run. I got to do it. And yeah. All right, bro. Here's the couch. Here's what you need. Here's a spare bedroom. Here's X. Like, do whatever you need to do. And I would have done the same thing in return for him. So that's what it means by, you know, trying to find people and put people in your corner that matter. Um, and, and, and Eric is pretty humble, you know, but I'll always make the plug. This dude helps me with my finances, right? It, like, these things matter. So having a coach matters. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to plug that in. He just released this course. I'm, I'm going to plug it in on your behalf. But it's like, these are the things that people need to be doing for a small investment for themselves. They can get ahead. Right. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to push, man. I'm, I'm going to keep on, you know, I'm, I'm proud of you. Uh, episode one, I feel super honored, man. Like deeply. I just want to thank you again for having me on episode one. That means a lot. You know, I, obviously we have a lot of respect for each other and I'm going to continue to push that and whatever you need from me, brother, to get this word out there, just let me know. Hey, 
I really appreciate you once again. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't been the, you know, the finance bruh. It wouldn't be tied to in the smoker if I didn't have you here. Cause whether, you know, people know it or not with this journey of, you know, creating my businesses, this dude has been an integral part of my growth and my success and pulling me from my failures as well. So I want to thank you once again. Um, I can't wait for people to see this. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm really excited about the show. You know, this is show one, but there's so many conversations that need to be had. And I think this is the the forum that is going to allow people to hear these conversations and, you know, mm -hmm. learn from people in a way that isn't really out there. You know what I'm saying? You know, a lot of people come around, you go to a finance podcast and it's a 401k is what you need to, you know, retire by the age of 67, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, bro, that's boring. No one, no one cares about that. Like, I want to have real conversations with real people about real things when it comes to money, because that's what's going to make a difference, right? So, you know, everyone that listened, please, I want to thank you for tuning in. You know, there'll be definitely you know, episodes coming up, more episodes, so stay tuned. But in conclusion, you know, before we get out of here, uh, Andre, do you have any more plugs? I know you have a podcast as well, so I want you <laughs> to go ahead and, you know, at least put that out there for everyone to come check you out. Yeah, so like my, my podcast and uh, YouTube channel uh, right now is called The Real Revenue Show where we, we kind of focus on, you know, showing individuals how they can scale any business model. You know, business is a business is a mathematical formula. You just have to figure it out and, and apply those things. So if you come on down our channel, the real revenue show, it's, uh, it's uh, myself and another one of my brothers, Malcolm, you know, really trying to show people that business isn't what it's made out to be. It's, it's another real show about real stuff that's going on in business I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I show you guys how to actually run a business, how to hire and fire people, like what really goes into the process. You know, should you take a loan or not? Like, should you go and get investors or not? Like, what, what do these things look like? So I'm excited. You can find me on Instagram at Andre M Trust, T-R-U-S-S. So Andre M Trust. And I'm available. I'm very approachable, I'm very reachable. I know sometimes I don't come off that way, but, you know, from the hundreds of people who reached out to me and have you know, had conversations with me. I'm very open to having conversations, debate, and trying to push this topic forward, right? I don't think money is reserved for a few people. I think everyone could live a rich and, and fulfilling and prosper, uh, you know, prosperous life. So that's my plug. You know, once again, I appreciate you, brother. Hey, absolutely. So hey, to end the show, you know, I just want to, you know, get everyone to subscribe to the finance, bro, and whatever listener service that you're using today. Please leave us a review. And you can also go to my website, www.endthesmoker.com, to purchase my ebook, which is called The End the Smoker Mindset, as well as my budgeting course, The End the Smoker Budgeting Course. All right. So please check those out as well. Show us some support. And I appreciate y'all. Let's get in the smoker. And then, boom, there we go. Let me stop the recording.